What we've got here is failure to communicate. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. Tough, unique, bad, bold, and sassy. 60% of the time, it works every time. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Take the pain. Take the pain! Have you ever seen a grown man naked? Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! Today, Junior? It's too late to turn back now. It's the Brian Hanks Show. Indeed it is. Hello, live and on tape from beautiful Whitehall Drive here in lovely Kinston, North Carolina. It's finally Friday. Finally Friday. That's right, guys. We made it. I didn't. I'm not going to lie to you. There have been a couple of times this week where I've been like, are we going to make it to Friday? I, I'm, I'm not so sure, but guess what? It's Friday. Finally Friday, December the 8th in the year of the Lord 2023. This is episode 985 of the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College. My co-hosts, John Dawson and Jonathan Massey, they'll join me. They be joining me at the end of the second hour today for the birthday game. Let me tell you something, man. Uh, we've got a great show for you today. Uh, lots of information. That's for doggone sure, and uh, some great guests and everything. I think I think you're gonna like it. This is this would be one of those. Uh, John Dawson likes to joke about uh, you know putting in for Menconi awards and. You know, all that kind of stuff. This might be one that we could do that because uh, joining us live on the Spence Automotive Guest Line in less than 20 minutes, he's our regular Friday guest, but he's been making some uh, national news appearances in the last 24 hours. Paul Whittington, uh, he is going to be joining us as he does every Friday. Man, just a terrible story out of Las Vegas. Uh, I guess it happened uh, yesterday or uh, Wednesday. And... uh, Man, just a terrible, terrible story of a former ECU professor at UNLV that was uh, just going around shooting people and uh, ended up killing three people. He got killed by police when he uh, walked out of the, the building where he had killed those three uh, people. And uh, Paul's tie to this is he had him uh, for a class at ECU. And uh, I guess Paul put something up on Facebook about it, and then uh, the world came Came to his door, talking about Paul's door, uh, just wanting some stories about this uh, this terrible person that, uh, that that killed the people at UNLV. But, man, just some absolute heroes at uh, UNLV. The police just, they did the best they could with that. It could have been. I've spent uh, a lot of my prep time for the show this morning reading about this. And, uh, man, the police did a great job, I guess is what I want to say more than anything, because that could have been a much, much worse situation than what it turned out to be. Uh, but we'll, we'll uh, jump into that with Paul uh, when he joins us. Of course, he is our uh, NHL Hurricanes expert, too. We'll uh, talk to him about uh, the Carolina Hurricanes, who are struggling, man. They blew a 2 to nothing first-period lead last night at Calgary, ended up losing that game 3-2. to two. So uh, a lot of stuff we'll be uh, talking to uh, to Paul about here. Uh, like I said, in less than 20 minutes, probably about 15 minutes or so here on the show. Man, our second hour is uh, – I, I can't wait. I mean, I don't get it twisted. I can't wait to talk to Paul. It's going to be a great conversation, as it always is. But our second hour is going to be amazing. Kicking off our second hour is going to uh, – we're going to have a very special guest. 
as former Kinston and uh, UNC football star and former NFL first-round pick Quentin Copels. He is going to be joining us on our Spence Automotive guest line. Uh, we're going to be talking college football playoff with him, the state of the NFL. And we're just going to catch up with our old friend. Uh, man, I've I've missed talking to him. It's been a couple of years now since we've had He's been on the show a couple of times, and but it's been a couple of years since we had him on. He lives in Charlotte now. And uh, can't wait just to catch up, see what he's up to. I mean, you guys remember uh, the Quentin Copel's weekends that he had here in uh, Kinston where he would go over to the southeastern community and just, it was amazing. And just a weekend of fun, of football camps, of feeding folks around there. I volunteered in that a couple of times, had a great time. Uh, and I understand, you know, he's out of the NFL now. I, I wish we, there was some way we could resurrect that. I really do. I just, it really brought the community together, and we had such, such, such a good time with that uh, over at, uh, uh, like I said, in in uh, the southeastern part of the city. But uh, the reason this even came about uh, talking to uh, Quentin is uh, I saw, uh, you know, with Facebook friends, with Twitter, uh, Twitter friends, all that. And he just had some really strong opinions about the CFP, about the college football playoff. <coughs> Can't wait to pick his brain about that. I mean, listen, this, again, this is a guy who was one of the nation's top players when he came, when he graduated from high school. Uh one of the top, he was a first round draft pick in the NFL. Had a, a few years uh, playing for the uh, New York Jets for the uh, St. Louis Rams, and uh, I'm sorry, St. Louis Rams, the Los Angeles Rams, and uh, just a, just a good guy, man. Uh, again, big old heart, just an awesome guy. I can't wait to talk to my friend. That's going to be awesome. That'll kick off our second hour, but. That's not all. You know it's Friday, so you know what that means. It's TGIF with IP, our very own Isaac Parson uh, with our NIL with him. He's going to join us about 25 minutes or so into that second hour, right after we get off the phone with Quentin. Uh, we're going to catch up on what he and the Winston-Salem State Rams have been up to, including a big win, a big CIAA win in West Virginia last night. So, uh, man, how's that for a show? Paul Whittington in our first hour, who's always just – incredible but uh has been uh making news himself or uh, helping with the news himself and then in our second hour quentin copels and isaac parson it's going to be uh, a very fun show and before you know it it'll be over and we'll be uh staring at the weekend uh let's get you caught up on uh everything that is going on out there uh lcc men's back i tell you what before we do that though let me tell you about our good friends over at lenore community college i love talking about them because I, I, I love me some LCC for more than 65 years. LCC has helped men and women in our area tangibly improve their lives. LCC's mission is to meet the personal, cultural, and professional educational needs of its students through affordable, accessible, and innovative educational programs. LCC has its main campus right here in Kinston at 231 Highway 58 South, but it also has satellite campuses in Greene County and Jones County. Call LCC at 252-527-6223. Visit their website at lenorecc.edu or visit one of the beautiful campuses in Kinston, Snow Hill, or Trenton to find out how you can change your life today, and you can do that now. Registration is underway for the spring semester at Lenore Community College. You've been thinking about it for a long time. You, you, you hate the job that you're doing, that you're going to this morning, that you're getting ready for. Guess what? You can change your life. You want to make a New Year's resolution? How's this for a New Year's resolution? 
go to LCC, earn that certificate towards the trade that you want. Uh, get that two-year degree. Transfer to ECU or NC State or Carolina or Elizabeth City State or Fayetteville State or Mount Olive or wherever it is that you want to transfer to. You can tangibly do that, and it is so affordable. It is so uh, – it's awesome. Listen, I'm a community college graduate myself, not LCC because I didn't live here then, but uh, Central Piedmont Community College in Charlotte. Best money I ever spent, the best time I ever did. I got my two years out of the way, transferred to UNC Charlotte, and uh, I guess you could say the rest is history. You can do the same thing, or you know what? You don't even need a four-year degree. You want to make some money, You earn an HVAC uh, uh certificate or whatever it is that you can do you can do that over at lcc and you will make a ton of money over there i promise you uh but again lcc can tangibly help you change your life check out check them out over there tell them the brian hanks show sent you it gets me cool points and uh you can go from there listen thank you to lcc like i said uh, richie honeycutt dr rusty hunt all the folks over there they are the title sponsor and have been the only title sponsor that the Brian Hank show has had in our four plus years here. Uh, hey, Jacques Passeleg, absolutely right. Just sent me a message and he's right. Listen, LCC has an IT degree and certificates as well. I mean, it's not like you've got to go there for two years or whatever to get where you need to go. Get your certificate, make a lot. It will help you increase what you make. What you put in your bottom line, what you put in your bank account, man, LCC can do that. But thank you, LCC. Hey, Jacques, I appreciate that too, dude, uh, sending me that. I'd forgotten about that. Uh, but uh, thank you, LCC. Uh, while we're speaking of LCC, I'll jump ahead here. White Christmas, you heard Art Rembert on here yesterday, which, by the way, very popular segment yesterday. He's got a lot of listens. Uh, man, the arts department over at LCC is amazing too. But uh, don't forget, White Christmas is uh, being performed this weekend. It begins, to, or, well, last weekend it began. Three just very great showings. Three more awesome showings will be taking place this weekend, including, or performances, not showings, performances, starting tonight at 7 o'clock, uh, tomorrow on Saturday at 2, and then Sunday at 2 also. If you haven't seen it, Lyndon, I saw it last weekend. It was incredible. If you haven't seen it yet, Find some time. If it's not tonight, then do it tomorrow. If it's not tomorrow, then do it Sunday. You will thank me. I promise you. Uh, go watch it. Tell me about it, and uh, I guarantee you're going to be very, very, very pleased and uh, very entertained by it. But uh, go to lenorecc.edu backslash white Christmas, and you can see that this weekend out there. But listen, talking about LCC, they are one of our day one sponsors, just like GoEco Office Automation, just like UNC Lenore Healthcare. Uh, Spence Automotive, Woodman Life, and Arundel Parent Academy, and they have all been with us since day one of this show uh, on December the 2nd, 2019. We're, like I said, started our fourth year now, uh, or I'm sorry, our fifth year now uh, doing this show. All six of those sponsors have been with us since day one. And then our other sponsors that have uh, jumped in and out through the years and have uh, been there with us too. We really appreciate them. Down East Protection Systems, uh, King's Restaurant, the Kinston Police Department, Davis Wholesale Tire, Mills International, Rillo Discount Drugs, Lenore County Public Schools, Lenore Tire and Appliance, Elite Land Management, and the Down East Wood Ducks. Uh, every one of them, and, and we've even had more, uh, have been with us through the years. We really do appreciate them. Every one of those sponsors I just named there, 
Uh, not only help bring you the Brian Hanks show every morning, Monday through Friday, 7 to 9 a.m., and then from 3 to 5 p.m. in the afternoon, and then on uh, 252 ESPN, but they also bring you Friday night football coverage and uh, high school basketball coverage, which will begin after the first of the year. I can't wait for that. Uh, Barry Stallings, Harlan Neal, uh, they will be bringing you, uh, and I, I've seen the schedule. We're going to be at all five schools. They're going to be at all five schools in Lenore County, Kinston, North North, South North, Parrot Academy, and Bethel Christian Academy uh, in uh, January and February, bringing you high school basketball. Please, please, please support our sponsors. Thank you to our sponsors for uh, being a part of this. Man, I went a little bit longer on sponsors, but you know what? They deserve their love uh, every once in a while. So let's jump into our into everything that's going on. The LCC men's basketball team. They are 6-3 and three overall. They are at home versus Catawba Valley Community College tomorrow at 3. Uh, but before that, ECU men's basketball, they are 6-3 and three also. They're home versus South Carolina at noon. I bragged about it yesterday. I can't wait. Uh, I, and I, I wonder how many people, if you're going to do this trip, let me know. But uh, Linda and I, we're going to do the doubleheader tomorrow. We're going to be at ECU uh, hanging out with our good friend Danny Rice uh, on that game against South Carolina, that game is at noon. If you can't make the game, it's going to be on ESPNU. But that game is at noon, and then we're going to leave Greenville, head over to the Sportatorium, and uh, check out LCC taking on Catawba Valley Community College at 3. So we are going to get our feel of uh, college basketball tomorrow. Very, very excited about that. Uh, and again, uh, set up perfectly. I mean, you could even stay for the whole game at ECU. Leave there, get over to LCC, and uh, check that out. It's going to be a lot of fun tomorrow. Uh, ECU women's basketball team, they are off until Monday, December the 18th, when they'll be at home against George Mason. Uh, Uh, White Christmas again. Uh, Get out there and check that out. Tonight at 7, Saturday at 2, Sunday at 2 at Briley Auditorium on the campus of LCC. Uh, Our good friends over the Down East Wood Ducks uh, tonight at Historic Granger Stadium. They've got a special Christmas event there. You can uh, see Santa Claus. You can get your picture taken with Santa Claus. You can get your picture taken with Dude. Uh, all they ask, it's absolutely free. It's a, it's a really cool event. Uh, to Go out and hang out at Historic Granger Stadium here on, uh, on a nice, uh, crisp uh, December night. Uh, all they ask, it's absolutely free. All they ask is that you bring uh, an unwrapped toy or uh, some uh, some canned food or something like that, you know, for uh, for Christmas gifts. That's going to be a lot of fun. Go out there and visit them at a historic Greater Stadium. And that is from 6 to 8 p.m. tonight. So go out there and check that out. Uh, a little weather coming in this weekend. I got a, you know, in my, in my duties as a public information officer for Lenore County, got a, a special alert that uh, there's some potentially strong weather coming in Sunday. Uh, during the day and then into Sunday night with very bitterly cold temperatures, heavy winds, all that. So uh, be careful out there, kids. And you know what? And I know it's something we get tired of hearing, especially living here in the hurricane belt that we do. But it behooves you to have a plan, you know. And it's not just a hurricane plan, a, a, bad, a severe weather plan. Uh, no, this isn't a public service message. It's actually legit. Uh, have you uh, some, uh, uh, batteries ready? Have you some, uh, flashlights, uh, alternate sources of heat, especially here in the, uh, in the winter time, because this could be a pretty bad little storm. I hope it's not, but it could be.
but check that out for sure. Okay, uh, NBA in-season tournament last night. Uh, the uh, man, our Pelicans, they uh, they took it pretty hard last night. One thirty-three to eighty-nine loss to the Lakers. Uh, the Pacers beat the Bucks one twenty-eight to one nineteen. That means for the very first NBA in-season tournament title, it'll be at eight thirty tomorrow night. Um, so if we talk about a, a full day of basketball, I'm going to go watch those college basketball games and get home tomorrow night and watch uh, the Pacers versus the Lakers for uh, that in-season tournament. Please, 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 Pacers, please win that game. Uh, while I'm talking about that, Brandon, uh, they lost last night. Brandon Ingram and the Pelicans lost to the Lakers, like I said, 133-89. to B.I. had nine points, three rebounds, seven assists in 31 minutes. Uh, it, it all came down in the third quarter. The Lakers outscored the Pelicans 43-17 to in the third quarter, and Took a game that uh, they were in control of and just absolutely took control of it and won that game. Uh, the Pelicans, they are now off until Monday night when they'll be at Minnesota. Let's get you caught up on a high school basketball from last night uh, or, or just all together. A lot of teams are playing tonight. Kinston, both of their teams are 3-2. and two. They are at West Carteret tonight. And, Mr. Clemens, remember you promised you're going to go to the game and cheer for Kinston for us. Uh, I, I, I might have to send you down like a, a Kinston T-shirt or something so you can be in uniform for that tonight. But let's go Vikings again at West Carteret tonight. Uh, and both teams are 3-2. and two. North and North, their boys are 2-3. and three. Their girls are 3-2. and two. They are at Green Central tonight. Both of Green Central's teams are 1-3, and three, and like I said, they'll be hosting uh, North Lenore tonight. South Lenore, the boys are 1-5. and five, The girls are 2-5. and five. They are at Aiden Grifton tonight. Aiden Grifton's boys, 5-0, and oh, man. They are having just an amazing start to the season. Really enjoyed having John Moy on the show here earlier this week. I believe that was on Wednesday. Charger girls are 0-5, oh and, and like I said, both those teams at South Lenore tonight. How about Parrot Academy? Uh, Clay Harrell, we messaged some this morning. I appreciate him. Uh, the Patriots, uh, they improved to 3-3, three and three, snapped that three-game losing streak last night with a, you got to hear this score here, a 60-10 to 10 win last night against Wilson Christian. Parrot Academy won that game. Congratulations again to uh, Coach Harrell and the Patriots. Uh, th- like I said, 3-3 three and three now after a 60-10 to 10 win. <clears throat> Parrot Academy girls, unfortunately, though, they lost their game. They are now 0-6 uh, for the season. Bethel Christian Academy, uh, thank you. Burt Potter uh, messaged him this morning. It wasn't up on Max Preps, and uh, he messaged, promptly messaged me back, as he always does. Thank you, Coach Potter. Uh, the boys won last night. They're now 3-4. and four. The girls won their very, very first game of the season. They're now 1-3 and three as they beat Newport Gramercy. Gramercy? How do you say that? G- uh, Keith Spence, help me out with this. G-R-A-M-E-R-C-Y. Gramercy? Gramercy? I don't know. Regardless, it doesn't matter. It, they lost last night. Gramercy did to uh, Bethel Christian Academy. Like I said, the boys won. They're now three and four. The girls won their first game of the season. We told you about Green Central. We told you about Aiden Grifton, Jones Senior. Their boys are uh, five and one now after beating Union last night, sixty-eight to eighteen. The uh, Jones Senior girls, though, they lost. They fell to one and five. They lost last night, fifty-one to thirty-two. So. Kinston, North North, South North, uh, Green Central, Aiden Grifton, all playing tonight. So uh, find you a good game to go to and go support these student athletes. Let's talk about hometown heroes here. We told you about Brandon uh, last night. A tough game for him and for the Pelicans, but still made it to the semifinals. I can't. I don't know anybody that had uh, 
the Pelicans going to the semifinals of the uh, end-season tournament, but they made it all the way there. Uh, congratulations to them for that. Uh, Brandon and the Pelicans, they will return to action Monday night when they take on Minnesota. Reggie Bullock Jr. and the Houston Rockets, they're down 9-9 nine and nine overall. However, 0-8 oh on the road. That's that's a that's a, that's a little bit uh, of a different situation. They're nine and nine overall, zero and eight in the road. And guess what? They're on the road tonight as they take on defending champion uh, Denver at nine o'clock, and then they'll be home versus San Antonio on Monday night. Uh, the rest of our hometown heroes. Uh, I'm, I'm saving the best for last with Isaac, Jeremy, and Amaji. I'll tell you that right now. But uh, Damian Dunn and sixth rank Houston. They're home versus Jackson State uh, tomorrow. Dontres Styles and the Georgetown Hoyas, they are 5-3. and three. They play tomorrow versus Syracuse. I will be recording that game because that game is at 11.30 tomorrow morning, and it's on national television on Fox, on uh, our uh, Fox Eastern Carolina. Uh, Jerry Stackhouse and Vanderbilt, they are 4-5. and five. They are now off for an entire week. They don't play again until a week from tomorrow when they're at home versus Texas Tech. Uh, Ashanti Lynch and uh, Maryland Eastern Shore, they are 4-4. Four four. They are home at home tomorrow against Fairleigh Dixon. That game is at 2 o'clock. Dante Ellis and Pitt Community College, they are 2-7 and seven overall. They snapped a seven-game losing streak, I believe, Wednesday night, and uh, they are at Fayetteville Tech today at 7. And uh, like I said, save the best for last here. Uh, Isaac Parson, Jeremy Dixon, and Amaji Dodd of uh, Winston-Salem State, they are now 6-3. and three. Lots of 6-3 and three teams. They are now 6-3 and three after winning uh, last night at Bluefield State University in West Virginia. All three of our guys started again. It was awesome. Uh, <clears throat> and, and, again, this is the first official CIAA game of the season. All three started again, uh, Isaac, uh, Jeremy, and Amaji. Uh, Isaac had uh, 15 points, seven rebounds, six uh, assists, and one steal. He played 37 minutes last night in the game and, again, uh, led them to that 82-71 to 71 win against uh, – against uh, – well, I'm trying to uh, – trying to get Paul up here on the line with us. Let's try that again here. 82-71, uh, to 71, IP had 15.7 rebounds, six assists, and a steal in that game last night. Amaji had eight points, 12 rebounds, uh, uh, an assist, and a block in uh, 23 minutes. Jeremy had four points, two rebounds, three assists, and a steal in 17 minutes. Uh, the Rams are at home against Clarion Sunday at 1 p.m. That's only their second home game of the season. Then they'll at, be at Bowie State next Thursday when they return to CIAA play. They'll finish their preseason or the pre-Christmas play at Lincoln University in Pennsylvania a week from tomorrow on uh, Saturday, December 16th. That'll be their last uh, game of the season before the Christmas break, and I don't think they come back until uh, the second week of January after that. But, uh, Paul, you're going to love this. I've got Paul Whittington on the line with us. Well, I don't know if you're going to love it or not, but I've already got a couple <laughs> of text messages from folks who've seen you on Good Morning America. Shane Albee has seen you on Good Morning America this morning. And, dude, I don't know. I mean, I uh, there, I, and I know you agree with me. We had dinner last night, mm -hmm. and this is one of the things that you told me last night. There, there are better ways to get your name out there nationally yeah. than uh, the way that this has happened. But you've been a valuable resource for uh, news agencies uh, across the country over the last twenty-four hours. 
uh, with shedding some insight to uh, the former professor at uh, East Carolina University who ended up uh, a mass shooting at UNLV. And I'm, I tell you what, I'm just going to let you – I kind of talked about it a little bit in my monologue. I'm going to let you give the details yeah. of that and all that. So, uh, Paul Weddington joining us here on our Spence Automotive Guest Line this morning. Good morning, my friend. Good morning. How are we doing? I'm doing all right. Again, uh, before yeah. we jump into sport, and I know – we're we're primarily a sports show, but you have been. I mean, uh-huh. you, your voice has been out there. I was I did a lot of reading about this this morning, and uh, you have been uh, in several stories that I've seen. Uh, just tell us how all that happened, but first tell us about uh, this. Uh, I don't even know a nice what this deranged guy, this deranged shooter, his former professor sure. at ECU. Yeah, well, we'll start there. Uh, so I so I took his class back in uh, the spring semester of 2014 while I was at East Carolina. He taught an introductory introduction to operations and supply chain management class. Uh, so it was one of the like required classes in the College of Business, and uh, and I took it with him. It was a Tuesday Thursday class. I sat uh, middle of the second row, probably ten feet from him every single day uh, that that I had his class. And um, he was he was a popular instructor. Uh, he got a lot of great reviews. His his class was was known to be an easy class. Uh, he didn't take attendance. Uh, he didn't care if you showed up. You didn't have to buy the textbook, although he didn't tell you that until the first day of class. So if you were like me <laughs> and bought the textbook prior to class starting, uh, because it was listed as air quotes here required, then you were just SOL. But uh, he, like I said, he didn't require you to buy the textbook. There was there was no assignments really throughout the semester there was just a final exam uh, i believe maybe there was some sort of like midterm quiz or something like that uh, and then a couple of quizzes right before the final exam uh, but you didn't need the book until the last day of class and and really he had the book on a projector so you didn't even have to buy it you just had to follow along with him and he was a quirky guy he was very unconventional in the way that uh, he communicated with students in, in the way that he taught his class. And what I mean by that is, you know, ECU has their ECU email. They have their um, their platforms for when you have to submit an assignment, you go on to their portal through Blackboard or whatever and submit the assignment. Uh, he didn't use any of those resources. He used his personal email address. He used his personal website to collect assignments. And so that's what I mean by uh, kind of unconventional. Uh, he would at the end of every semester, ECU would send out surveys and those surveys would be uh, based around, you know, just providing feedback on the class and, and the instructor and stuff like that. And he would get a lot of positive reviews through that survey, but he would also get the negative ones. And this is where kind of something that this, this is something that I've told a lot of people about since my time in that class 10 years ago. And it's something that I've talked at at nauseum about for the last 24 hours was what he did with the negative reviews. And, and it, st- it stuck out to me for the last 10 years, and it's been a big topic of conversation uh, over the last 24 hours, like I said. But he would fixate on those negative reviews, and he would try to pinpoint after the fact who it was that left that negative anonymous review. And he would often read those reviews in class and say, I know who wrote this. They sat right there in that seat. Uh, I remember their face. I know who they are, um, and this is the kind of terrible student they were. And he would just go on about that. Never called anybody by name. Uh, but we spent the first four weeks of that class just going over the syllabus. And if you've ever been in a college class, you know 
the syllabus is the, the, the only time you talk about it is the first 30 minutes on day one, and then you move on. It took him four weeks to cover the syllabus because he'd get off on tangents and stuff like that. And then once we stopped covering the syllabus is when we just started talking exclusively about Las Vegas, all the trips that he had taken to Las Vegas, uh, the people that he had met out in Las Vegas, the places he liked to stay in Las Vegas, uh, the places he liked to go, where he liked to shop, where he liked to eat, all that kind of stuff. And he would constantly be giving you, uh, whether you ask for it or not, advice on what to do, when to go, how often he would tell you about how often he went, typically at the end of every semester and maybe once or twice uh, in addition to that throughout the year. Uh, so he loved, loved, loved Las Vegas, loved to talk about it, was was fixated on Las Vegas and, and was really fixated on those negative reviews. And, and that always struck me as a little strange, especially after I took his class, because I never left a positive review. I was one of the students that left a negative review because it wasn't a good class, Brian. And, and I always kind of wondered in the back of my mind, did he tell the, the classes after mine about my review and say, oh, yeah, that guy sat right there in that seat. And, and so that always was unnerving to me and especially has been unnerving over the last 24 hours. Uh, how it all happened, um, I, that was the other part of your question. WITN shared an article yesterday about him. I shared that and gave my little three-line story about uh, the Tony Polito that I knew and, you know, certainly didn't share that to, to seek any attention or, or clout, personal clout, whatever. Like, that was not the intent behind the post, but the post went fairly viral. Um, and within several minutes had been contacted by uh, the big three uh, news, news stations there in Greenville, uh, some of the big news stations up here in Raleigh, as well as news stations uh, in, in Las Vegas, uh, the Associated Press. Uh, there was a journal out of London, England, uh, that, that reached out. Um, uh, Good Morning America obviously reached out. Um, Fox News reached out last night, um, not for the Fox News channel, but for their, their streaming service. And we actually did a live hit after we, uh, after we left you at dinner. Uh, I got a cold call from them and, and happened to answer it. And it was a producer wanting to know if I could talk. And, and I was like, yeah, I'm in the car right now. And so we actually did a live hit on one of their shows that's on their streaming platform. Um, but yeah, a lot of people very, very interested in, I guess what I had to say, because like I said, there's a lot of popular reviews out there about him. And I'm maybe one of the few people that hasn't said much positive about him, Brian. Wow. Uh, that is, uh, and it, just to let everybody know, uh, he went on a shooting rampage uh, at UNLV. And one of the things I said before I brought you up uh, when I was uh, doing my monologue was, I, the the you from everything I've read, every report I've read, man, the UNLV police and the Las Vegas police they handled this about as well as you possibly can. I mean, mm -hmm. obviously, yeah. you know, you can't do everything that you want to do to keep everybody safe, but. Uh, the, like I said, the reports I've read, he got outside the building and they confronted him and took him down. And there was a, I guess there was a festival or something going on on campus and he could have done a lot of damage. I guess what I'm trying to say is just kudos to the police department. I know you feel the same way about that too. I do. Uh, I, you know, as I, I had heard about the quick response time and then, and then yesterday, uh, through, throughout all the coverage, uh, heard, a, heard a few more details that, Basically, he had a list. Uh, he, yeah. you know, he had applied, and, and the, the prevailing kind of theory right now is he had applied at UNLV uh, and didn't get the job. 
and there was a list of people that he wanted to bring harm to. And uh, UNLV had sent a, a message to all their faculty members, if you see this man, call the police immediately. Uh, he is not supposed to be on our campus. And then uh, my understanding is uh, a similar message was sent out to UNC system schools, uh, specifically East Carolina, uh, but not just East Carolina, that says, if you see this man on campus, contact police immediately. He is not supposed to be here. Uh, so I assume somebody saw him and, and police got to him as quickly as, as they could. Unfortunately, uh, you know, he had, he had killed three people, um, but it certainly could have been far worse. Well, and this is an obvious question. I'm sure this is probably one of the questions you've been asked every single time someone interviews you, but was there any indication? I mean, obviously, you're not sitting in a class of a professor and you go, hey, you know what, 10 years from now, he's going to go shoot up a campus. I mean, you don't think that, but was there anything that gave you any sort of discomfort that, you know, man, this guy just, uh, something's just, the wires aren't aren't wired correctly or something? Hey. You know, I, I certainly don't want to give this guy much publicity, but if you go to TonyPolito.com uh, okay. and just and just scroll for two seconds on his website, you, you'll be you'll be able to tell that some wires are, are just not connected to the right places. Okay, um, because it's just it, his website he thought was the greatest thing since sliced bread, and it's just it's a collection of links. Uh, he he often promoted it during class. It's a collection of links. You don't need to use Google. You don't need to go to Amazon. If if you need to buy something, you can do it from one of the links on my website. Um, and it's literally just a page of a thousand different links. And, and up there at the very top is these, he's, he's owned 21 cars and he's wrote this essay about, about the 21 cars of Tony Polito. And uh, he wrote this essay about him building his, his car. There's a, a 109 page document up there listing nothing but the positive reviews. Um, and so you see things like that. Um, and also, you know, going back to the story of this is, this is a guy that, that held on to and fixated on those negative reviews. Uh, and that's, that's not traditional. Um, but outside of that, like, I mean, the guy was, was a clean cut, just kind of quirky guy. You know, he, he showed up to school every day for his lectures in a, in a suit and tie, uh, you know, always, with a, uh, you know, kind of the French cut, the French cuff shirts, uh, different cuff links on every day. His, uh, I, I'll never forget this because it's the first person that I ever met like this. Uh, he had his initials sewn in to every single one of his shirts on on the on the sleeve near near one of the cuff links. Uh, so visually, no. the The answer to your question is no. But then when you start to to dig into some of the things that he says and, and maybe look at, look at his website and get, get kind of insight into how his mind works. Yeah. There's, there's maybe some yellow flags at the very least. Um, but it, it certainly gives you pause when you, when you think about it today, this is a guy who was capable of doing this earlier this week. That's not just a, a switch that gets flipped. If he was capable of it this week, that means he was capable of it 10 years ago when, when I sat 10 feet from him. And that's, that's certainly scary. It certainly is. That voice you're listening to is Paul Whittington. He's a regular Friday guest here on the Brian Hanks show. Usually about this time, we're talking NASCAR or Carolina <laughs> hurricanes. And I promise we're going to get to some of that. But, uh, again, just, 
this international story that happened at UNLV and uh, for Paul to be such a huge part of it. I just, I just felt like uh, I know you've given sound bites to other people. I, I thought it would be a, a good venue for you to just be able to expound on stuff that maybe you weren't able to. Although I got to tell you, the Associated Press story that I read quoted you uh, pretty uh, uh, pretty thoroughly, and I thought they did a pretty good job with that. Well, what has been uh, just the, the past, like we said, 24, when was the first time you were contacted about this, and uh, what, what has that been like over the last 24 hours? Yeah, I, you know, I was, I shared the story yesterday. Uh, I was, I was getting ready to start an interview at work and I was waiting on the, the interviewee to show up. And I just, I, so one of, one of my employees had told me about it. And then, you know, you start to, you, when something like that hits that close to home, you, you, you start to go, whoa. And, and so I started to, to like just look for a news article about it. And I found an article that WITN had shared on Facebook and, and I shared it. And within, within probably 20, 30 minutes, uh, the, the news request had, had started to come in, uh, mostly from the, it was the green, the big three Greenville stations at first. Uh, and the first person to contact me directly was our friend, Brian North. Um, outside of that, everyone was just trying to, trying to get a hold of me on Facebook. And then, uh, all the, all the Las Vegas requests started coming in and stuff like that. And that was, that was probably around between nine forty-five and 10 o'clock yesterday morning. Okay. Wow. Well, I told you, uh, it got the weirdest request. You know, I, I get my daily nap as you know, you know, and this I, one's I, my favorite just for the record. Like it's just crazy. <laughs> it's, it's insane. But, uh, a call from a New York phone and I didn't listen to it real close. Cause I was just getting out from my nap. I didn't even know what was going on at this point. And they said something yeah. about, I th- my initial reaction, Paul, was that it was just, you know, how you get these scam calls, you know, and I just, mm-hmm. you know, because it didn't ring, it went straight to voicemail. And long story short, uh, they wanted to know if I could uh, put them in touch with my stepson. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but like I said before, and when I finally listened to it fully, it turns out it was a WNCT reporter uh, from right here, you know, in Eastern North Carolina, but. Uh, that, that kind of threw me off. It's just weird, man. I mean, just, <laughs> I, I don't know, man, just, uh, the media now it is, uh, it, it's amazing. This didn't happen seven years ago, I guess is what I'm saying. Even though we had Facebook yeah. and we had, I mean, it's just a me crazy that you put a post up and then, like you said, within 25, 30 minutes, I mean, you're getting calls from everybody. You you're on good morning America this morning. Uh, Associated Press is talking to you. Uh, you're doing Fox. I mean, that's just crazy, dude. What have you learned out of this whole uh, experience over the last 24 hours? Well, I've learned a lot about reporters. Um, <laughs> it, it's um, I've learned that you know there are some there are some people out there that are really, really, really good at research. You know, um, I, I get cold calls every day. Uh, it's the nature of the work that I do. People are calling me trying to sell me software. Uh, so when when I get a phone call from, from a New York city number, uh, that, that is not an unordinary thing that happens to me every day. Uh, so that is a call that I normally answer. And when it was good morning America on the other end of the line, like that was, that was a big whoa moment for me yesterday. Um, but I, I, you know, I, 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 I've learned a little bit about how, uh, how quotes can sometimes be taken out of context I don't, nobody, nobody took anything that I said out of context, but 
I have seen the way that a lot of these news articles get cut up and, and I know what I said. And then to see how, how the quotes are being used is, has been a little kind of comical to me. Um, but I've, I've learned that there are people that are really, really, really good at research. Um, and maybe just maybe some of the tools that we use at where I work to research people, to find phone numbers and stuff, maybe do actually work because I'm sure the people in these in these newsrooms are using very similar tools. Well, like I said, the bizarre thing was me being, how did they, how did this reporter get my number? And bear in mind, <laughs> I am the public information officer for Lenore County. So my number yeah. is out there to these number or to these uh, news agencies, especially the big three television stations here in ENC. But this was a reporter I had never talked to before who mm-hmm. uh, didn't recognize the number, didn't recognize the name, the voice, anything, but somehow they had my number. My number's not posted anywhere. I mean, it, no. I'm sure it's in all the newsrooms, but congratulations on being my stepson three weeks before it's actually official, okay? Well, I will tell you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I, I will tell you that there are tools out there. Um, a big one that we use at work is, is a tool called Zoom Info, uh, and Zoom Info scrubs a lot of different data sources. For, for us to find contact information of the people that we're trying to reach out to. Uh, so the tools are out there to find the information that you need to find. Okay. Well, that's, that's scary. There's, Maybe there's, I need to join one of those. You know, you hear these uh, hide your info kind of stuff, but I can't really do that in the job that I do for the county. And heck, even no. for this show, I mean, when you think about that, I've had 480 unique guests on here. All 480 of them have my phone number. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's crazy. Okay. Uh, well enough of that. Let's talk some sports now. And, uh, again, that voice you listen to Paul Whittington, a regular Friday guest here on the Brian Hanks show. Ow. Ooh, that hurt. What just happened? I just fell up the steps. (laughs) Paul? Y'all right, dude. Do we need to take a time out here for a second? Um, my, my ego and my, my pride's maybe a little bruised right now, but other than that, I'm I'm golden. Well, you didn't have Levi in your arms. That's all that matters, right? No, no, I didn't. I just had you in my hands. Wait, what? Anyway, uh, <laughs> well, talk about your pride being her. How about our pride as a Carolina Hurricanes fan? I, I, I will openly admit, I mean, that's one of the things I tried to do my best to stay up last night to uh, watch uh, not just the Monday or the Thursday night football game, not just Brandon in the, uh, in season tournament, but, uh, our boy Scott, he had all three TVs going last night here. And on the third TV was the Carolina hurricanes game. When I went to bed last night, Paul Whittington, I'm like, we're up two to nothing. This I have some happy stuff to talk to uh, Paul about, you know, when it comes to sports, what in the world happened in the third period last night? We end up losing. We, the Carolina Hurricanes, end up losing three to two to Calgary, and uh, I got to tell you, they're just—I've just not been impressed with this team to this point, dude. That's a great question. Same thing uh, on my end. I went to bed. Uh. It was two to nothing. Start of the the second period, and I woke up about four o'clock this morning because Levi wanted food. And I quickly looked at my phone and I was like, there's no way you, you gotta be kidding me. Three goals in the third period, you lose three to two. Uh, I, you know, part of that is they did play the day before. So you expect a little bit of what's the word I'm looking for here. 
exhaustion there you go on the on the second half of a back-to-back but all the exhaustions came on the first night of the back-to-back against Edmonton when they let in two goals in the first 41 seconds of the game that to me is where the exhaustion was and so it was it was uh, a bummer to wake up to the three to two loss this is a team that they're struggling right now they're struggling to find their way they're struggling to figure out where to go from here and it's just it's a little unnerving if if I'm if I'm being honest because this is a team that was favored at the beginning of the season to win the cup and now there's a big goaltending problem now there's a big um defensive problem special teams has been abysmal it's just it's not fun to watch right this moment Brian yeah no joke and I mean just to show you how quickly things turn around like I said, we had dinner last night in Goldsboro with you and uh, and, and Levi and your lovely wife. And, uh, you know, I, we were talking about, hey, what are we going to talk about in the morning? And one of them was the hur- hurricanes. And I kind of mentioned that about how they're struggling. You're like, oh, they're not that bad of shape. I mean, they're second place in the Metropolitan. How about they lose last night, which fourth. is their third loss? They are now fourth in the Metropolitan. And, dude, did you look at this? If the playoffs started today, playoffs, but if the playoffs started today, they would be the eighth seed out of the Eastern Conference. Yeah. Yeah, it's that, that also shows you how tight things are right now in, in terms of points, and especially in the Metro Division. Uh, you, you win one game, and you can go from fifth to second right now in, in the Metro. Wow. Uh, but, but, yeah, they would, they would just barely be a playoff team if the season started today. And that's, I, I don't know what to make of all this because on paper they were supposed to have been better and they're just, they're just struggling right now. They are still one of the best teams at home. They're, they're eight, two and one at home. They're six, nine and zero oh on the road. They've lost their last three. They're five, four and one over the last 10. It's just, it's painful to watch right now, especially when the team's on the road. And I don't know. There's, there's, they're going to have to make some deadline moves. The Hurricanes historically have not been a team that is super aggressive at the trade deadline, and we're still a couple of months from that. But you got to think at this point you're going to have to do something at the trade deadline if you want to make any sort of run in the playoffs. Well, I mean, I don't know that there's a team that you could hold your own against for seven games right yeah. now. Well, I know Jacques listening right now, and. Uh, you know who who exactly who we would be matched up with. if the playoffs started today. You know who we would be matched up against, right? The New York Rangers. Uh, but here's why that's not a terrible thing. the The Rangers win a lot of games against the Canes in the regular season, but the the Canes have played fairly well against the Rangers when they've matched up in the postseason these, these last few years. Why? I, I guess that's the main question. Why are we where we are right now with the Carolina Hurricanes? Again, like you said, I mean, just yeah. everybody, and myself included, you too. I mean, we were just so fired up coming into this season. And then when they struggled early, it was like, well, you know what? They what? They had one home game, then because of the, the state fair, they had to go on the road for, I don't even know, whatever it was, six, seven, eight games or whatever it was, maybe even more than that. So, you know, you I attributed some of it to that. You know what? They're, they're trying to find their legs. Even you said, hey, road trips are good for hockey teams. They get to know each other, blah, 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 blah. 
We can't use that excuse anymore, man. It's kind of evened out no. home games and away games. Why are the Carolina Hurricanes where they are right now, Paul Whittington? I, I think it's a combination of a couple of different things. Uh, this is, when you look at all the teams over the last five years that have made deep runs in the playoffs, going to the Eastern Conference Finals uh, last year and, and a couple of years back in what the 2018-19 season, uh, this is probably the most talented team on paper. Wow. The, the, the additions that they made over the off season, uh, every, everything that happened, bringing Tony D'Angelo back, bringing, uh, Dmitry Orlov into, into the fold. Uh, it seemed like this was going to be the most talented team that Rob Brendamore had on paper. Um, and I still think on paper, they probably are, but, Defensively, they're not meshing well together. Uh, offensively, they're they're not scoring goals at the clip they need to be. Uh, I think they're a minus one in goal differential right now. Um, beyond that, special teams has been just absolutely abysmal. Uh, you know, this is a team that when they're when they're playing a man down and they're on a penalty kill, they're pretty good at short at scoring some shorthanded goals, and they currently lead the NHL in, in shorthanded goals scored. But they also lead the NHL in shorthanded goals given up. And that's when they're on the power play and they're giving up goals. And, and that's not what you want. And it's just everything from, from A to Z with this team right now is just kind of out of whack. And, and they've got to find it and they've got to find it fast because there's a, no one wins the Stanley Cup in the first half of the season, but you can certainly lose the Stanley Cup in the first half of the season if you're not careful. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, like I said, it's just been, uh, we've gotten spoiled and i mean all we need to do is go back what four seasons uh what back to 2019 when you know we hadn't made the playoffs in 10 years we'd be happy to be where we are right now wouldn't we oh yeah absolutely we'd be we'd be loving this uh <laughs> if the season is today we'd be the eighth seed but <laughs> not where we're at no it's absolutely okay how does this get turned around i mean you said something about the trade deadline and i know that's still a couple months yeah. off but uh tangibly what can the Hurricanes do between now and even that? Or and, and the thing is to maybe I'm over. And if I am, tell me, maybe I'm overreacting a little bit. But, dude, we're 26 games into an 82-game season, so we're barely a third into it, dude. You know, I mean, in fact, are we? Yeah, I guess we're a third of the way into the season. So we've still got the major bulk of the season to go. Is there what is the chance that twenty six games from now we're looking back and going, man, why were we panicking when we just went twenty and six over the you know the last twenty six games? Well, a couple of things to remember. You know, hockey is not baseball or basketball, and I, and I think both of those are good comparisons here because you win one game, you lose one game, that just alters the standings a little bit. Now you're eight and six over your last fourteen or. Or whatever, and and you you've won three games in a row, and and all that's uh, winning and losing is important in every sport. But we don't look at the records in hockey; we look at the points. Points, yeah. And yeah. points aren't something you get in basketball or or baseball. You know, in baseball, you can go on a run of winning ten games and and climb your way through a division because wins and losses are the only thing that matters. Uh, right now, the the Canes could could go on a run of winning ten games but they could win some in overtime, which means that they're splitting points with somebody else. And if that's an Eastern Conference opponent or that's a Metropolitan Division opponent that you're giving a point to, 
then you, you're, you're not gaining 10 points. You're actually gaining like five, five to, to nine points or, or whatever the, the math there is. Like, so it's important to win games in regulation. It's in, it's important to, to win the games that you're supposed to win. How you turn it around, and that's the that's the tough part because you, I, I don't know where you start when when there's no scoring, when the defense is just awful, when special teams is terrible, when when your your top goaltender is is currently sidelined. I just I, I don't know where you start right now. I've never heard you sigh as many times in a reply as you did right there, dude. I counted four. I can't, no, and I'm not denigrating you. Dude, I'm not dissing yeah. you. It just, But you can hear it in your voice, dude. And you are as big a – probably the biggest Carolina Hurricanes fan I know outside of Clay Harrell probably. And uh, I, I can just – I can hear it in your voice just how – I don't know. I, I guess I'd call it disappointment. I would call it exasperation, whatever. But – uh, just I hope it gets turned around soon. That's for sure. That's for sure. Anything else with the, the Canes and the NHL before? Because I, I want to get a little college football talk out of you too. I, I I don't have anything to add there. Okay. Well, very good. That voice you listen to. Paul Whittington joins us every Friday here on the Brian Hank Show, and uh, I, just one nugget that came out that I think it was uh, Monday or Tuesday of this week, uh, and. Uh, about the transfer portal, and we're going to have Quentin Copels on here uh, to start our second hour here in, in less than 10 minutes, and we're going to uh, talk to him a little bit about this. But I just wanted to get your view on this. How about your beloved ECU Pirates, your alma mater, that the entire high school recruiting class of 2021 has now left via the transfer. They've either quit the team or left via the transfer portal as of this past Tuesday. That was a number that just shocked me. I, I I couldn't believe it. I believe there were 13 kids that signed that year or maybe probably more than that. I don't even know the, the number. I thought I'd heard someone say 13, but whatever the number was, there's no one remaining in the high school, uh, recruiting class of 20, 2021. We're not talking, you know, uh, they would be seniors coming up or anything like that. We're talking about be rising juniors coming up. None of them left. What, what does that tell you about the train? And again, we're going to talk to Quentin about this, uh, in less than 10 minutes, but, your thoughts on that, Paul? Yeah, it's I, – I don't know what to make of it. You know, if if these kids were – if they were leaving ECU to go to the ACC, to the SEC, to the Big 12, to, to any of those – to any of those Power 5 conferences, I would I would understand it. But that's not what's happening here. They're, they're leaving to go to schools that are comparable in, comparable in size to ECU or smaller. And so I guess you do that for playing time. I, I can't imagine that Donnie K is what was keeping these kids here. Um, I can't imagine that one terrible season is what's driving these kids away from the university I, I i don't know what to make of that it's it's very bizarre to me and you know i i don't like the transfer portal i think that system is broken um i think it's super annoying that uh every time i log into facebook or twitter rather there's another athlete making this Big announcement that I have, after much prayer and consideration and talk with family, I have decided to enter my name into the transfer portal 
with two years of remaining eligibility. Wait, wait you forgot the, I, the no, no, no. You forgot the most, the most valuable on there. With all that being said, yes, <laughs> I don't like that. I think that is the most unnecessary thing ever. With all that being um, said, yeah. With all that being said, I don't like that. <laughs> I, I don't know that college athletics specifically. Not it's not college athletics. College football is broken. And, and I think the sooner we admit that, the better chance we have of fixing it. But I don't know that it's, I don't know that it's going to be fixed because we're, we're getting ready to open this playoff format up to 12 teams and the SEC is going to have a, a, an opportunity to make a lot more money putting more teams in the college football playoff and leaving other conferences out just like they did a week ago when they decided to put Alabama in over FSU. Well, I tell you what, your timing couldn't be any better than what you just said right there because uh, Jason Bryant just texted in and said, ask Paul about Florida State. Your thoughts, dude. I mean, we have beat this uh, horse to uh, to death and then rolled it over, beat it some more. We're going to do it here in the next five minutes, like I said, when we have uh, Quentin Coples up here on the line too. Uh, just your thoughts on Florida State, undefeated Florida State being left out of the CFP in favor of Texas and Alabama, who each had a loss. So, a couple of things. First of all, do I think Florida State is better than Alabama? No, I do not. I think Alabama is the better team. I think Texas is, is better. But you have to ask the question, if you're a Power 5 school, why do you play all these games, win them all, you're, you're playing against SEC teams, you're playing against other ACC teams, you're playing against Clemson, who won, what, two, two national championships a couple of years ago. Granted, I know they're not the same team that they were back then, but they're still a national brand that, that you're winning football games against. And you go out there and you win your entire schedule and you find a way to win when your quarterback's been hurt. You deserve a chance to play for a national championship. You're a power five school that won all of your games, period. I firmly believe, and, and you, we talk about strength of schedule. I, I said this to Mark earlier this week. I said it to you last night. I'll say it again. Georgia could go out and play 13 games against East Carolina <laughs> and win every single one of them, and the committee would put Georgia in. Yes, they would. Yes, and that's, they would. That's You're just, right. That's just a fact. So don't tell me that strength of schedule matters because it doesn't. If it, if any SEC team wins thirty wins thirteen games playing a team out of the American, they're in the playoffs. No, I I agree with you wholeheartedly. Well, very good. Well, listen, Paul, I know it's been a crazy, crazy uh, twenty four hours for you. I mean, twenty four hours. Uh, ago, you had no idea what your what the what the you know the next day was going to be like. I mean, which just shows you how quickly things change. I, I dude, I just got to give you a com uh, you, you compliments, man. I mean, it, I've seen you on TV, like I said, uh, Shane Albee's seen you on uh, on Good Morning America. Lynn Hartzell wants to be your press agent. Uh, Brent Brantley Briley, big fan of yours, as you know, dude. You've had in, in a very serious way, in a very can't say the word I want to say. The very messed up situation that's gone on. You've handled it with class and uh, and represented. You have. You've represented Eastern North Carolina and ECU very well over the last twenty four hours, dude. And I appreciate it. Okay. 
Well, well, thank you for saying that. And don't forget, there are 72 days left until the Daytona 500. <laughs> Dude, I love it. Paul, thank you so much, man. We'll talk to you soon, okay? Sounds good. See you, Brian. There you go. That's Paul Whittington, our regular uh, Friday guest here on the Brian Hanks Show. Uh, lots of good conversation there with him, and especially with that sad and terrible situation out in Las Vegas that he had some insights on. I appreciate that. Coming up in our next hour, Quentin Cobles. Isaac Parson on the Brian Hanks Show, presented by our good friends over at Lenore Community College.